0: Welcome back to Kingdom Conversation. We have Seth, Lauren, and Hi. me, Anna. So today is episode three of Relationship Goals.
1: It's going to be a little bit different. Both yep. so yes. Seth and I are
0: taking the backseat.
2: <laughs> okay, so obviously we know your names, yep. Seth and Anna. <laughs> so how old are you guys and how long have you been married slash together?
1: We're 22. Yeah, both uh, of us are 22. Gonna be turning twenty three here soon. Yep. Um, we've been married a year and three months. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. it's just About three months. So yeah, a little over a year though. We've so. been
0: together since we were seventeen. Yeah.
1: Mhm. Yep. yep. We yeah we had just turned seventeen. So yeah, it's been like five years. That's crazy. Think about <laughs> five years total. I guess. That's weird. Yeah.
2: That's weird. All right, so give a quick synopsis of how and when you met.
1: So you want me to start off Um, with that? Because there's my part of the story where you weren't involved. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) the main component of
0: how. So I guess maybe just to give a little bit of backstory. So we both grew up within the same church. We knew of each other. We knew our families Obviously, because we're a pretty small church, my siblings yeah. hung out with your siblings. Yeah. But when it came to Seth and I, we never, we never really hung out or mm-hmm. knew much about. We what were running
1: we were. with different crowds, yeah, for sure. So that was. Uh...
0: Seth is very athletic. I'm more musical, mm-hmm. extroverted, introverted, <laughs> complete polar opposites, <laughs> to say the least.
1: Yeah, um, and so I guess from there, are we? Are we just gonna jump. Yeah. So right oh, yeah. okay, so. <laughs> Like I said, we grew up in church together. We didn't hang out. Um, Anna was going through a lot this particular year. And um, it was 2016. Um, And just going through a rough time. I had just uh, recently gotten saved and had truly given my life to Christ. And so I was just kind of figuring stuff out. Um, And (laughs) so Anna's mom and her brother-in-law Randy had kind of um, I don't know how you even say it they they devised a plan almost but it wasn't even that it was just like she told Randy to come to me and be like hey you should like text Anna or you know and I was just kind of like I I was really weird it was weird to me because I was like I would never talked to Anna like why am I just gonna randomly text her you know and Randy like he was telling me he goes, Hey man, that's just what B's saying. Like she's saying, go talk to Anna, you know, text her or whatever. Just you know, and I was like, I, I don't even understand what's going on. And I like I remember looking across the church and B's over in the corner that they sit in, and she's just like, she like calls me over, and um I walk over and she's like, So, um, she's like, We just want you to like be a friend to her. Like, you know, just she needs a friend right now and we just want you to be there for her. And I was like, oh, all right. So I was still really, like, confused. <laughs> and I was kind of just like, so how am I supposed to text her without that being super creepy? Because, like, how am I supposed to, like, get we, her number? we wouldn't
0: even, like, talk in church. Yeah, we didn't talk. There's, we didn't do anything. Nothing.
1: Yeah so me texting events? her randomly would have been so weird. We're very out,
0: out of, of the, the blue. blue. It yeah. would have been so
1: out of the <laughs> blue. And so Randy, you know, he was like, well, he's like, you guys are like in that. I guess there was like a big group chat or something we were a part of. I don't know if it was like a, an outreach yeah, group chat or if it was like, like a. It was some sort of group chat. And Randy's like, oh, just say you got her number from the group chat and i was the like
2: lies. okay
1: <laughs> yeah there was a bit of just there uh, <laughs> and um and so like i remember texting her for the first time and just being like hey and then randy was kind of like speaking through me and was kind of like oh hey you should like um text her and like uh text her you want to learn guitar and take guitar <laughs> <laughs> so at this point yeah, he had
0: contacted me And I knew where this was coming from because of my status with my relationship with my mom at the time and what she was telling me versus what I was seeing slash hearing from him. And then I I knew there was some stuff that they were (laughs) being sneaky about. And I'm just like, I know exactly what's happening because mentally I was in a very broken and depressed state over previous relationship that completely like fell apart pretty recently at that moment. And my mom kept telling me, like, you need to get over this, you need to get over it, you need to move on, you need to move forward. And I was just like, I don't know if I can do that right now. It's like there's it's just it's too much. So then that's when that happened and you were contacted by my family, my creepy weird Family. <laughs> no, hearing that for the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's, that's embarrassing. Yeah, so
1: we did the whole, like, guitar lesson thing or whatever, and I go up there and super awkward. I was so upset. You could tell she was. I was mad. She definitely knew you were up to something, but she did a good job being kind of nice to me. Was, I'm fairly oblivious for the most part, so I didn't notice most of. I was
0: being so sassy. And that's the thing is, I didn't even notice
1: it because I like when we got into the, the the guitar lesson. I was genuinely like interested, and I was like, "You were teaching me the part to the guitar." I was going and so
0: fast. I was like speaking like a million miles an hour, and I was telling I was like so up. much information, <laughs> just trying to like literally jam-packed every single thing that I knew about guitar into about two minutes and then I was like all right now you just need to practice there you go you're a <laughs> that was pretty much yeah,
1: how it went yeah and so after that like you know I was still trying to spark conversation and whatnot but um uh your uh, Anna's family had started to build an addition onto their home and they had already like laid the foundation and gotten the base of that set up and so that was their way of getting me up there again, was like, hey, and of course at the time I'm still a pretty dumb young uh high school kid. I didn't have a job. I'd gotten fired from my last job a year prior and um I didn't have a car and so I had no modes of transportation or anything. And so they like were like, Hey, come up and work on this edition, we'll feed you dinner and on weekends, we'll feed you lunch and dinner, we'll even pay you a little bit. This is Um, how
0: pathetic I am. No. They had to feed and pay and give this guy a ride to come hang out (laughs) with me.
1: There was a lot more to this entire picture because there was a lot of growth that I needed to do and I need to go through. And that was all part of it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, That was good uh, basis for me to work hard and start, you know. It was just – there was a lot of growth in that besides like the whole – because they were wanting me to be friends with you. And that was the whole point. And so – Yeah, I started, Randy would come pick me up from my parents' house, and I would, you know, go up there, we would do sheet rocking, we would do all sorts of stuff, and and then during dinner time, they would always leave the spot next to Anna open, and I would sit there, Mm -hmm. and yeah, she kind of, she was very uh, uh, bitter towards it, (laughs) here and there, but, you know, it it was good, because, like, we got to talk, and um, we were complete opposites, we didn't even know each other at all, like... So we would spark conversation about just random stuff or whatever, you know, and kind of getting into like stuff that we both liked and
0: very um, just introductory kind of getting to know yeah. one another because we knew nothing of each other. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. You we know. had our
1: preconceived like. Uh,
0: oh, big time. Yeah. Big time. Because
1: you thought of me as like this big like jughead <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which I honestly was too. most of high school. I was a, a meathead like. Playing football, baseball, working out—you you, out. you
0: carried yourself in that stereotype very well, and I carried myself in my stereotype very well. Mm. So it was just
1: like—but I was a new man. I I wasn't even when we started talking, and even from then on, like I went through a lot of changes, in, of growth and whatnot. And I but. think
0: once we got past the that like barrier of I think I know you into oh I don't know you, and then discovering. Mm more and more about each other that like we're both huge goofballs and we find we would make each other laugh just about the rant, most random dumb things and I loved his sense of humor and I as time went on if he would come up every night or every other night we would just sit up at my mom's counter and just we would just talk and it was just so like effortless yeah. it,
1: it mm. definitely transitioned as our relationship started to grow as friends um feelings obviously started to come into play later but uh I was coming up there and then Randy sold me his first car and it was my first car it's a car I still drive today but um he sold me his car I got my driver's license I got a job and I was like starting to come up on my own and it wasn't just to work on the addition anymore it was to come and talk and hang out with Anna and so it was kind of
0: so this this time we had started talking around late August into September and then now this moment specifically we're heading into more of like the winter december january where we're actually like starting to become real friends so. yeah
1: and then we we both started to like like each other but it was kind of weird like i definitely started liking you but i <laughs> i didn't know if you actually liked me because you were still getting over some stuff and giving me mixed signals and so I was. january to I was like in, yeah. yeah january to april was like a lot a lot of growing took place there uh for sure Um, A lot of rough patches, almost. Um,
0: Because, like, I had never been in a legitimate relationship. Like, on paper, I had never actually dated anyone. Even though I was involved with someone else for almost four years in a serious potential marriage relationship, I I had no idea how to date a person. Mm -hmm. I I didn't know what was expected of me. I didn't really understand, like... um, my mom's rules like specifically very well I knew for my entire life she always told my sister's 18 you can't date till you're 18 so that's pretty much what I had in the back of my brain and then as we're getting closer to that I'm like oh like I'm gonna be able to date so maybe like maybe Seth will be an actual like potential for me to date but I wasn't I wasn't giving him that impression at all I was kind of keeping it in the back of my head I was just like yeah I'm like growing closer to him but I don't know I'm still very much attached to this other person as well I'm kind of in this like major uh tug of war mentally and emotionally because yeah it's just lots of baggage and and not wanting to let it go definitely but fast forward a couple months to April don't really remember exactly the day but can you explain, like, what the the Talkeetna
1: trip? Oh, the Talkeetna trip. So I don't I, <laughs> That was kind of weird to explain, but we took this. Um, it was something that, I guess, Randy and Chelsea had kind of made a habit of for her birthday to drive out to Talkeetna to this restaurant out there, right? Mm-hmm. And so they. it was later in the month, though, so it was past her birthday. It was closer to Anna's birthday. And um, we all got in their Tahoe them uh, my sister and her husband my little sister me and you we all hopped in there we were, we were packed like sardines and we went out there and
0: and talking um, is like a like a two and a half two hour drive? hour drive
1: hour and a half something like hour? that something like that yeah it's about two maybe two and a half hours i don't know so, yeah I can't we left exactly. really early yeah we left early in the morning got out there for lunch and then we ate and then we were heading back in and so um,
0: basically to leave out the really uh cringy details but basically I was doing a lot of like internalizing the drive back because I was coming up on my 18th birthday and that was going to be a very big milestone for me because with the, the person I was with I had counted down from 14 to present at that time my 18th birthday And I was, I literally kept a log of every single day until my 18th birthday. So when that, I knew that day was approaching, I was really thinking, like holding out, maybe the other thing was going to like resurface, maybe it was going to fix itself up, but nothing was happening with it. It just completely just flatlined. I had to finally come to that moment, but in that car, driving back home that it was, sound very cliche, but it was almost like I was like praying and God was telling me, you need to leave that old life behind you and it's never going to come back and you don't want it to come back. And I kind of had to be like, you're right. Like I'm now telling myself that I never want to go back to that ever again. And then God's like, I have something brand new for you right here, but you just have to,
2: <laughs> you just have
0: to accept it. And then it was that day specifically that I was like, okay. I' am finally ready from August to April. I'm finally ready to move on and to let go and
1: yeah and even then it was still a long process because your mom um, was very strict, but it was for a good reason. Um, so, yeah we were, we were teenagers and we
0: were told that we still couldn't date even when i my birthday came. And we even waited when your
1: nineteenth birthday came <laughs> we waited till
0: I, my 20th birthday that was our very first date. And we went to Texas Texas
1: Roadhouse. <laughs> Love you some Texas Roadhouse. Because
0: we we actually the, that was one of the places that we could only go to. We there was very specific like you can't
1: Well prior to that we couldn't to go to restaurants. Yeah. Cuz we didn't like cuz we weren't officially dating. So we would go to like the nicest coffee hut or well, coffee shop. Well even that shop. took
0: like a year to do as well. Yeah, like, I It guess took it's us true. a while yeah, to even get to a good that point. point. Yeah, coffee shops, and then we waited till we were officially able to date to go to like
2: a restaurant, fast food a places,
0: chain restaurants, yeah. and then further down the line we were able to pretty much go anywhere. But, but, but driving we, separately. Yeah,
1: we always drove in separate cars. That was there. Yeah, there was that, and so yeah, that was part of like just setting up boundaries, I guess. <laughs> mm. But um, yeah, so that was kind of like a. There obviously there's a lot that happened in the two years leading oh, up to us it, just dating, but there's too much to go over
0: (laughs) but to distill it it was just it was a constant battle of trying to figure out what what was expected of us and what was good for us because obviously like my parents and my family had they had very strict specific rules that we had to follow and we did we followed every single one of them for all of that time and then there was also stuff for us that we had kind of like what Seth was alluding to earlier that we needed to grow in it was just like maturity level on both sides we both didn't know anything about anything. anything it was bad and just God really did use that waiting period for both of us to bring us to that point of actually being ready because I thought I was ready but I was not Mm-hmm. those things looking back on it, i'm like oh my gosh i'm so stupid like, <laughs> oh, was so and i thought cringy. i was ready
1: at certain points so i definitely was not so it was, yeah it definitely was Yeah.
0: so <laughs> fast forward we had dated how long before we got engaged
1: uh a year yeah officially it was a year because yeah we got engaged
0: or no because we got engaged your birthday So it was like a year and then a couple months.
1: Okay, maybe. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, it was like a year and some months. And
0: then seven months later, we got married.
1: Yeah, so that was about, it's funny because, yeah, there was like the first half year where it was us becoming friends, and then then there were like two years where we were wanting to be more than friends, but we had to like, we had to play it cool and and continue to grow individually. Mm -hmm. And then there was the two years from when we got like, we started dating to when we got married. So, yeah, it's like, it's like almost like yep. sections of our relationship. That was
0: probably the easier way of saying it. I probably should have just said that at <laughs> the beginning. Yeah.
1: So, there's that. <laughs> there you Anyways, go. <laughs> moving <Okay>. on.
2: <laughs> so, you guys kind of already answered this. Um, the things that you had to heal from or, like, grow in in order to pursue the relationship together.
1: That was... Well, I guess for me, I alluded to earlier, I needed to do a lot of growing Granted, I was saved, but I was still a kid. I mean, like I said, I had no car, ain't got no job, and got – we were still in high school. Like, we still had a lot we needed to do. I had no real career drive yet. Um, I had started going to school for – I was taking a high school course for automotive and whatnot, and I was realizing that's what I wanted to do. And so, um, but I also just need to get a job. And so I got a job at Target. I got the Saturn.
0: Well, that was another factor now that I remember is like my mom told him, you have to have a job. Yeah. If you don't have a job, Anna is not on the table. Yeah. It's like like this I said, I needed to grow
1: up and like learn that, hey, I need to, uh, I need to be able to provide and I need to, you know, all those things that a man, you know, should be doing. I needed to learn all that still. So yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of that. So definitely I needed to to grow in every area, spiritually, physically, financially. I needed to grow um to pursue this relationship. <laughs>
0: and for me if I could if I can make it specific, I had major trust issues mm-hmm. because I had a I had phases of my life like in middle school I had a friend group that I had tons of problems coming out of that had an eating disorder and whatnot so it was just like I left that group and went to another group had even more problems on top of my old problems so then I was just I had all this baggage just coming in to our relationship and I I just had to that that time those two years God knew is like you need to let this stuff go and officially let it go and never let it haunt you the same way ever again because just so much stuff whirling around in my brain all the time, constantly afraid, constantly like thinking about how do people see me? How do they perceive me? Or having the complete opposite. Like, I don't care about how people see me. Like, I don't care about anybody. And, and cause I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of feeling. And we got together and God was like, you need to just let all that go and start from the bottom and rebuild your life upon, upon God, upon him. And, and after that moment, I was free from so many things. And it took forever, but it was an amazing process of seeing myself day by day, month by month, slowly understand more about myself and about Christianity, I guess.
2: Okay. So, um, you kind of already answered this one, too. <laughs> um, we went the, over all the questions yeah. in one um, go. <laughs> the boundaries and goals that you set within your dating relationship. Um, I guess you can answer the second one more in depth, but um, how did you, pre- like, prepare yourselves for marriage within those boundaries?
1: Hmm. So, um, Did we want to go over the boundaries? So yeah, I guess kind of starting back to what we had kind of said earlier we drove separately um when we, we were dating. We couldn't
0: hold hands, we couldn't Yeah, hug.
1: no yeah, no like PDA, um keeping that on the on the cool 'cause like, you know
0: even like in to my house sexual immorality we <laughs> wow. Only could be upstairs. Only could be in the living room. Yeah. Obviously, living room, kitchen, dining room area because the way that my mom's house, there's...
1: It's very open.
0: The Yeah, yeah the, yeah. the upper level has bedrooms on it. So obviously, like, there's limits to that. Like, if... Yeah. Whatever. My, my brain's not functioning. But yeah, we had to stay within those places, like those sections of the house.
1: Yeah. So that's, like, the boundaries that we had set.
0: But then also, I would I would say, like, for me, I set up emotional boundaries. I didn't really mm-hmm. communicate that with him. Yeah. But I told my that's why it took so long from that August to April because I didn't want to let myself get heartbroken again. I didn't want to just reopen the same wound that I'd already been doing over and over again. So I didn't go about it in the most healthy way. It was very cynical. I was very like, he's just gonna hurt me like everybody else. He's eventually gonna show his true colors just like everybody else. But then, as time went on, he was consistent, and he was just the same person. Even though he had his flaws, he still was the person that he showed, that he displayed. Mm-hmm. And they were, he was completely transparent about it, and that that's what I told him once, like, I don't remember exactly what when we had that conversation. It was probably when we were engaged, but I told him, I was like, that's what told me that you were the one, is that you were you. and. Mm-hmm. There was there was no smoke. There was no mirrors. You were just yourself, and I liked you. So I knew that that was never gonna change. Hmm.
2: That's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: so how do you guys connect with God as a couple?
1: Well, uh, we made it a a good habit of um, reading our Bibles together at night,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and just discussing the Word of God together. Um, and then also we did start a Bible study <laughs> together <laughs> uh, with the youth of the current youth of our church, uh, and that's been fun. It's been interesting, but we yeah, it's been it helped us even more like discuss the Word of God and like over whatever topic we're gonna be talking about. You know, going over the study together. Um, it also opens different.
0: up our communication with one another of yeah. being able to.
1: Um,
0: how to lead and how to to be there for other individuals and this is a specific case of they're younger than us so we're almost looked up to Mm -hmm. we're not on the same playing field as them so it's not like being with peers It's like we are the leadership for this bible study so it's like it's a lot of pressure sometimes, and we'll we'll kind of reflect on what we can do better after the Bible study mm-hmm. done. We go through basically the entire night, and we just rehash everything. It's like, what can we do to make this better for them? To give them an experience where they're not just going to hang out. They're going to learn more about God. Mm-hmm. And making yeah. it, that's what it needs to be about. It's not, it's, it's okay to have fun, but... Cause that was something when we were teenagers that we ran into is that everything was a hangout and mm-hmm. God was never a part of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was always just kind of like a side deal. Like, Oh yeah, we're doing this for our church or whatever. Yep. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty true.
2: Anyways. All right. So, um, what are some potential problem areas in marriage that must be handled properly?
1: Um, the lack of communication. Oh <laughs> That's a big one, I'd say. Um, um,
0: taking the other person for granted, like just getting uh-huh. used to the other person being there. Oh, yeah. The routines that we go through, it's just like the daily like we wake up, um, we wake up, we go to work. Some people like they're still in college, they go to school, whatever they're doing. It's just like you just everything's a routine in when you start living your own life outside of marriage, it can be very much the two strangers that are together and they're Mm -hmm. not married. Mm -hmm. They, they just kind of coexist and that's it. Yeah. But when you are constantly thinking about the other person, you're just, you're grateful that they're there. You're showing them that with affection and gratitude and you could go on forever and, and really just making, making that house a home at that point. I would say also, um, something that pastor told us on our wedding day is he prayed over us but he said the one thing that you guys need to remember always is you need to forgive one another and that is so accurate oh my gosh I was just like I was sitting there kind of like happy because it's my wedding day and I'm like forgive one another I'm like yeah that makes sense obviously because you forgive you should forgive because you're a Christian but that is so true when it comes to marriage because you're constantly around that person. They can get on your every nerve, mm-hmm. even if it's not their fault that you're upset, but you're already upset, and then they do something, and then it annoys you even more, and then you take it out on them because you're already annoyed, and <laughs> then you're like, why are you lashing out on
2: me? Yeah. It's like, I'm
1: just upset. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, forgive. It forgiveness yeah, for is a big one. <laughs> key. Yeah, very key. Crucial. Yeah.
2: Okay, so what are some eye-openers about your spouse um, you've discovered since being married?
0: Seth is late to everything. <laughs> hey,
2: same! <laughs> okay, maybe not everything,
0: but no, no. I am cursed with being late, so I get you. It is. <laughs> ooh, it drives me crazy because I grew up with a father who showed up like 30 minutes early to everything, <laughs> and I continued that on as being an adult and being able to like drive to certain places I would always be there early make it a point to be early
1: I grew up with Filipino time that's a little bit you know that's, <laughs> that's where you just kind of show up whenever to things oh my goodness <laughs> showing up late <laughs> the,
0: the main thing was church mm. Mm. it's just like it, it was so hard to get out of the house and we are just now like starting to figure that out or being able to get into more of a routine being able to look like okay we can we cannot leave the house after 9.50. Like, if we leave after 9.50, we are late, beyond late. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of, like, our the the goal, I guess, that we have. Um,
1: yeah, I would I would really say that's the, the eye-opening thing is how opposite we are in a lot of <laughs> things that we do. Like, we have our similarities in, in, I don't know, just in other things, but, like, we're fairly opposite in a lot of different ways. And so it was kind of like figuring out how to work together because if it's one side trying to like and I'm just a wall you know she's not going to go anywhere she's going to end up getting frustrated trying to accomplish something but if we're you know actively working together to you know whatever it is we're trying to improve and get done we can we can figure it out so it's like yeah I would definitely say that was
0: compromise like our willingness to compromise on both sides I could see that in myself and I was just like, I am so stubborn. Like, I, yeah. he would try to get me to do stuff that was way out of my comfort zone. And I'm just like, I don't want to go do sport. I don't want to go play. Physical exertion sounds awful <laughs> in, that, in that setting. Because I'm more like, I want to go on a hike. That's like about mm-hmm. the extent of me being active. Like, I like working out and I like being outside. But orchestrated sports, don't. it's not really my thing. But just telling myself you know what I'm married now and I have to respect and care about the stuff that he likes yeah. the same way that I care and respect about the stuff that I like and that's
1: all part of like being uh less selfish yeah <laughs> being more selfless towards each other mm-hmm. um I think that's huge is uh, becoming more of a servant to your spouse because life's a whole mm-hmm. lot better because you're both doing it that means you're both serving each other the best of your ability and life's just a whole lot better (laughs) yeah
0: that first summer was (laughs) interesting yeah our
1: first year of marriage wasn't all that uh i mean it was great still but we definitely had our our rough patches i'd say and
0: specifically the summertime because like the winter we had just gotten married yeah and everything was super like exciting because we were working on our house we were Mm -hmm. just finalizing all of like our wedding stuff i was changing my name getting all my new like legal documents changed over and then once the summer came and all that stuff had concluded and then we're like oh now we get to do like stuff that we want to do and we get to move on from the stuff that we have to do then we started kind of like butting heads with because I want to do this kind of stuff you want to do that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. it's like he always wants to hang out and stay out late and I'm like I want to be in bed by, like, 7 and read a book. Like, that sounds like the perfect night to me.
1: And also there was financial strain in there as well. We were trying to figure out our finances. She was starting uh, her own business, essentially, where she wasn't making a ton. Um, Just getting that going. And then also summertime, for what I do, is uh, typically pretty dead. Um, I'm a mechanic, so uh, typically around holidays and whatnot, people aren't trying to get, like, their cars fixed up or whatever they're trying to go camping and trying to go do stuff so my field of work is typically not very busy during the summertime um so there's a little bit of financial strain there trying to figure out our finances essentially <laughs> trying to get that all kind of lined up and you know in a row so yeah
2: <laughs> all right <clears throat> so what are some goals you guys have for your
0: marriage in the future so just a little while ago, Seth, he didn't really um, come to me with this as soon as he discovered it, but he came across this, like, financial um, advisor. He's also a Christian, well-known Christian. Like, I don't even know how, what would be his, like, description, I guess. Uh, I don't know. He's just
1: uh,
0: yeah, I don't really know. Anyways.
1: Financial coach. Yeah, know. like a
0: financial <laughs> coach. There we go. That's That's a good one. And he was following it and then he was kind of like oh this is interesting information but he didn't really act upon it crazy enough like actually I don't really think I've actually even discussed this with him yet but during that first year of marriage I was stressed out about finances so much and it, it like it really made me anxious just thinking about like I just went from having everything figured out for me in a like I didn't have to pay any bills when I was home even college stuff like my mom's just kind of spoon-fed me through life and it was just like I appreciated how well taken care of I was but I had no idea how to be an adult Mm -hmm. at all so then by the time that I was married, and I was like, oh, bills. Oh, money's constantly leaving my account and mm. not returning as fast. It's just like... Yes. <laughs> and mm. then and then we were getting Struggle. to the point of, like, figuring out timing and making sure bills weren't late and then having, like, like notices come saying, like, you're past due, you're past due. And I'm, I'm, every day I'm just, like...
1: <gasps> stressing.
0: Stress out. <laughs> and I finally just... I was just like, you know what? I need to talk to him about... My concern, and eventually, like I did, and then after that, I just dropped it, and I just started praying, and I was like, "You need to move in his life because I can't just nag him for the rest of my days, or I'm gonna lose it and literally, like just a few months ago i we had finances have not been a problem this year it, it's kind of leveled out, but he had really taken control and showed me this program, showed me like all of this information. And he was like, "We can do this, and we can set up goals, and we can have we can we can have an emergency fund, we can have right. our condo paid off by a certain time, and then we can start looking into having a family. And I'm like, those weren't even an option when we first got married, but now, since he had this like drive to go and accomplish this, I was just like, I could tell that like, he was actually and he meant it." and I was just like, I'm on board, let's go, let's do this thing. I was like, because
1: yeah.
0: I love stuff like that. I'm very much goal-oriented type of person. good like planner. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's been some of our, our goals lately um, has been, yeah, figuring things out financially. I'd say getting a, you know, we made a budget. We started living within our means, saving more, not eating out as much, stuff like that, and then also working some side hustles or whatever and, and just bringing some more money, trying to be good stewards of God's money, um, you know the money that comes in and whatnot, and just making sure we're being more responsible with that. Um, so yeah, I guess financially, that's you know that's our that's, been... that's
0: our major goal right now. Is, is being financially wise in order to pursue the stuff that we know that God has for us, and we want to start a family. We don't know exactly when, but. Sometime in the near future, we yeah, do yeah, want to yeah. start a family. We do want to
1: start a family, but yeah, and Aww. <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> um, but also, I mean, yeah, I want to be able to help people too. And you can't do that from a place of you scratching and clawing your way through life yourself if you can't financially help someone else. Because you, you know, if you, you like, if you can't financially help yourself and whatnot, how are you supposed to help other mm. people that are in need potentially? Yeah. So, um, something that we've been working on. And spiritually, we've been um, uh, our Bible study. That's been um, we've been moving along in that, <laughs> and that's been eye opening as well. Um, figuring out how to run a Bible study and how to get these kids engaged and and excited about things of God. Um, and then also, we're going to be going to our our fellowships uh, conference here in this summer. Because
0: um, we've we've had a lot of people talk to Seth or give Seth a word saying like there's something that God has for him and we're both at this point of we're wanting to try to figure out what that is mm-hmm. and it's it's this process of we know that there's something in the future but we just don't know what that is what that is was that grammatically or what it is I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I
2: apologize <We> <laughs> <laughs> okay so, how do you guys um describe the word "love"
1: in the context of marriage um I'd say sacrifice mm-hmm. sacrificial yeah. i mean um as I was saying earlier, becoming more selfless less selfish uh and putting your spouse first that's pretty uh i'd say <laughs> that's pretty huge when it when you talk about the word love like because it's not easy like people. The word love gets tossed around a lot. Like, I love this. I love that. But love isn't something that's, like, easy. It's, it's actually very hard because you have to wake up every day and choose to love your spouse. It's, yeah, you know,
2: it's, a, it's a daily choice. Exactly,
1: yeah. that you have to make. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that's one of the biggest.
0: I would ones. agree. That's probably what I would say, to you, honestly. Mm-hmm.
1: Sacrifice. Because, yeah. I yeah. mean, we think about it. When Christ died on the cross for us, that was love.
0: He exactly. did that
1: out of mm-hmm. pure love for humanity and for each individual person, you know. And so the about that, obviously, we don't have to sacrifice nearly as much as what he did on the cross. But it's like it's still, you know, it's still a hard thing to do every day because um, we're both not perfect. We both get on each other's nerves. Mm-hmm. So to sit there and grow and, and to like, you know, when things do happen, putting away. You know, whatever thoughts you're having or whatever anger that you have or whatever and putting it away and be like, hey, it's my spouse. I'm not going to, you know, belittle them or whatever. Like, I'm going to love them. Like, so that's, yeah, I'd say that's one of the biggest, biggest things is sacrifice. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. <clears throat> if you could give five habits, make a good
0: marriage, what would those be? I would say, um setting time aside for God individually and then also together being able to maintain just your personal spiritual walk because I know like we can kind of have the false pretense of like oh well if we we read a chapter together then that's I'm good for today Mm -hmm. I know I've definitely done that a couple times and God will convict me this is like you have to work out your own salvation Mm -hmm. you can't be riding on his coattails like you individually you individually <laughs> have to make it a point to be on fire for God, praying for that boldness, having that constant communication with him by praying and reading and being attending church, being actively an active listener within a sermon, but not only that, but an active participant within the church body mm. and inserting yourself as a member of, of the church body. And I know like pastors said, being in church is so much more than warming a chair and Mm -hmm. being there and being present. like we love that you're here but is that it is that all you're gonna do is just warm a chair and that's something that's always been like a constant like conviction of mine it's like I never just want to be warming a chair um quality communication Mm
1: Mm-hmm communication is huge (laughs) that's yeah that's something that we i feel like we were doing pretty good with that in our dating phase but then once you got married it was like a whole new level of communication (laughs) and so we kind of had to like figure that out again and we're still learning we're still growing we're not perfect uh so yeah i definitely say communication is i mean literally bringing up everything we almost
0: flipped because when we were dating I was constantly the one being like, I'm trying to pick your brain, tell me what you're thinking, tell me how you're feeling, because that's like, I'm very much, I like very deep theological type of um, conversations. But then when we were married, it was like, oh, now you're wanting to know about me now. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) And I would like almost kind of keep... um, within myself like I wouldn't want to to say anything that would maybe upset him or because I'd have those same demons in my brain he's never going to understand he doesn't get where I'm coming from like I felt like with my family members or my other friends it was just like no this is your spouse the person that God has for you and that's the reason why you're together so you can you can open up about the things that you wouldn't talk to with any other person and be able to to um work those things out together um and then following that go, it goes hand in hand with the f- forgiveness yeah. i think because when we can communicate and when we can have that open discussion we can finally understand where the other person's coming from and we can forgive because if i just assume that it's like i'm not gonna forgive that person it's like their butt <laughs> like yeah. i don't want to forgive them and then i'm like okay i see it from their perspective all right i can like yeah i can understand now yeah and then the last two setting goals and finding community Mm -hmm. highlighting the finding community part Mm -hmm. that's the way he brought me up in that because i'm very introverted i don't want to be around people that stuff is just like it's nice for a very short amount of time and then i'm just like all right now i just want to go to my like my little corner somewhere and mm. y'all can Got do your, your own thing. social battery yeah <laughs> batteries, exactly know?
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta recharge <laughs> yep. but it's
0: it's been amazing like finding people having people having a community and it being more than just oh i know you it's like no, we're friends. Like, we mm, can have a, yeah. a relationship. Yeah. It's, it's really cool.
2: I love community. It's one of the things that has helped me so much. <laughs> okay, so last question. Um, what kind of work makes a marriage successful? And then one thing you each have done in your marriage that has contributed
0: to that. Mm, one thing that... One kind of work that makes marriage successful... Is listening. It's not just hearing your spouse, but it's actually listening and taking in the information that they're giving you. And sometimes it's not even with words. You're just mm-hmm. watching like their actions and how you can go up to them and be like trying to be like like hi. If you try to make them laugh, like I know that's a huge thing that my mom kind of taught me is if someone's kind of having a bad day, if you make them laugh and you're super uber goofy, it's like it can of um, release tension and can like. Mm-hmm. Make everyone kind of ease up a little bit, um but I know like with him, I'll just kind of like look at him and I'll like make a face or do something <laughs> really weird or I don't know, and he's just like, "How did you know? Like, how did you know I'm upset? I didn't even say anything." It's like I can just tell, yeah,
2: I, yeah. I can just see it.
0: Yeah, and he's done that to me as well. It's just like I'll just be kind of internalizing a lot of stuff. I'll be frustrated, but I'm not saying it, and then you'll kind of look at me and he will be like. He'll give me a hug or something, and he'll he'll just be sweet, and <laughs> yeah. it it helps a lot. And I'm like, thank you for realizing it, even though I didn't communicate that at the time.
1: Yeah. I'd say for me, it's it, like having respect um, for but going both ways, of course. But that's something that I've been having to figure out is like respecting her and loving her to the fullest. You know, and everything I do, say, actions, everything. I mean, like yeah uh, I think having respect for your spouse is like it just makes everything so much better you know because when I mean because when you're not it's like you're it's driving a wedge between us and it'll separate us but it's like a mix of communication respect and then yeah I mean it it helps bring us close together I'd say it's helped our marriage work
0: I say one thing that has helped our marriage be successful. That I guess that I I don't want to say that all I have done, but God. like <laughs> it's God, that, yeah, that's a it's a more accurate way of saying it. That God has done. Mm-hmm. I know with me is that since it was more my family initiating us being friends and getting together, I, I was the one who had to relay information a lot from them to him. So it it really kind of started our relationship in that aspect off where I was the one leading and I was the mm-hmm. one kind of veering us in the directions that we needed to go. And then once we were married, I was still doing that. And God was like, stop. You have problems because of this, because you're still trying to lead and you get frustrated because it's not going the way that you want it to go. And I'm like ow (laughs) yes that's very accurate and then this past this past year like just making it constantly telling myself you know what i need to let him be the man like i need to let him be the provider of the household he's gonna take care of stuff and i can trust that he will and crazy enough like that stuff has worked itself out and now i'm i have peace about a lot of things that that first year we were married i was constantly stressed about and now i don't even think about things i'm just like now Mm -hmm. i can i can be a wife and i can clean i can take care of the house and i'm not worrying about all this stuff that i it's obviously i care but i'm not gonna constantly be like did you get this done did you get that done being almost the the assistant of our marriage like Mm -hmm. with my little check board like yeah check lift and in turn
1: god's helping me become more of a leader and Take control and do things his way. I'd say you know, and that's definitely helping. <laughs> yeah. Not doing it our own way. <laughs>
0: Seriously, like he's grown a lot. It's <laughs> amazed me, and I've grown a lot, and we've grown together. It's really weird how it all works. Like you grow separately, but you also grow together at the same time, and both of those aspects will help the other aspect. Yeah. If you grow it, together, you'll grow. It all individually. boils
1: down to like, like putting God first, because yeah, if you're putting God first and you're individual life that'll help your marriage and I mean yeah that's really what it what it comes down to honestly um yeah it's been good <laughs> it's been it's been quite the experience last 5 years and how much we've both grown it's it's pretty crazy to think about where we were 5 years ago it's like we're completely Can, different yeah, people can't even recognize myself <laughs> it's crazy yeah. But yeah
2: well that was awesome to hear Thank you guys <laughs>
1: yeah Thanks for having us on your show. <laughs> yes, thank you for coming. <laughs> All that was right. really weird. <laughs> hey yeah, see you. Bye,
0: Bye y'all.